Welcome to my testimony podcast. I am your host, Takia, and I thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. I pray that the Lord is blessing you with peace and love and joy and just greater grace and favor in your life as well as your family's life. God is so good for us and he's good to us all the time. And so I pray that you are taking in all of his love um, in your life. And as you just grow in knowledge and understanding of who he is, that you also grow in greater joy, grace and um, in peace as well. So praise God today um, on this podcast. We are talking about saying yes to Jesus, right? (laughs) God wants our yes. And and so it's so important to say yes to him and to recognize that in our yes, he is taking that yes and he is finishing his work in our life. And so um, to encourage you in the word before we get into the testimony today, I want to read from Hebrews chapter 12, verse one and two. It says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. And the thing that stands out to me in this scripture today is where it talks about Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And I want to encourage you on your path and your journey that it may look um, ambiguous to me, to you. It may look like you don't know where God is and what he's doing, right? But I want to encourage you that God is in the midst of your circumstance and he is authoring faith in you and through you. So he is touching your life to build up greater faith in you. And he's using you to touch other people's life to build up greater faith in them. And so trust the Lord that he is the one doing the work in your life. And it may not look like what you expected it to be, but he's definitely using you and using everything along your journey, all for your good and the good of those who are called according to his purpose. And so I pray that you are encouraged, even as you hear this testimony, to know that the Lord is definitely with you along your path and he will not let anything go to waste. And so praise God. Amen. And today on this podcast episode, we have Heather Smith. Heather Smith is a woman who says she chooses daily to say yes to Jesus so that he can fulfill the purposes he has assigned to her. And so she is a director of the Grind Time Academy, which is a nonprofit program that teaches the youth of her community how to strive for greatness and become the best versions of themselves and God's vision as well. So she is a jack of many trades. Uh, She is a hair hobbyist. She also does DIY home projects and she is a fitness enthusiast as well. So praise God for Heather and her willingness to share her testimony um, on this episode. So let's go ahead and get into it now. I'm Heather Smith and this is my testimony. I was born and raised in the church because of my grandparents. They were your Sunday school teacher, your superintendent, 
So um, I became very well versed in understanding, I mean, like learning scriptures, the Bible stories and things of that nature. On the home front at home, I was struggling to deal with my mother's addiction. Um, this happened between the ages of 10 and 12 for me. Um, I was dealing with my height. I was dealing with self-esteem. I was dealing with um, just coming to terms of like who I was as a young person. So to compound that with living in a small town and having a parent with a drug addiction, it was really, really uh, tough to deal with. Um, I started emotionally eating. I was struggling with the fact that my and my grades slipped from all A's. Um, tried multiple ways to express how I was feeling. I decided I tried things down. I tried and it all backfired. Down, I was called stupid. I was told to stay in a child's place, and um, the same thing happened when I tried to speak about it. I was told to not, you know, share that. If you know, the typical what happens in this house, I was just like it felt like a physical that weight was on me at that time. So, at the age of twelve. I'd gotten to the point where I was ready to die um, because I felt like I was alone. Um, I didn't see a change in sight in father's office and I grabbed his letter opener and I was legit ready to, to go through with it. Um, in the process of standing in that room, I, I remember crying because a part of me didn't want to go. But another part of the part of me that was stronger was like, it's nothing's going to change here. So um, in the midst of that moment, I, I heard a voice that the voice didn't say stop. The voice didn't say, hey, I'm God and, and all of that. It, it just simply said two words, like you're different. And so um, I felt a shift in my. My spirit went from dark to light. But um, outside of that, there, there wasn't like a drastic change for my external factors. Uh, office transformation was taking place on the inside, but I still had to to deal with the fact that you know my mother was still on drugs, my father still wasn't present, and I still had those you know fleshly battles with um, the way that I looked and dealing with my peers and things of that. So um, I kept like thinking on those words, you're different, you're different. Of course, it applies to my height because I'm a tall person. So I've been almost six feet majority of my life. It started to mean something different for me. It started to make me feel like this, this thing is okay. So um, I just started to focus back on my grades because as a 12-year-old, it's not too many things you can control you know, outside of your schoolwork. So I just poured myself into my grades and it gave me a piece to continue to get up each and every day. And I, I didn't go back to that dark place where I had those thoughts where I was ready to take my life. Um, you fast forward to me being 14, um, my mother, and she attempts to take her own life. And so my flesh was battling again. I went from feeling like, 
um, now you want to leave me and you, you rather leave me instead of loving me. And the spirit quickened me and it said just two years ago, you was in the same spot. Like you felt this desperation of that life is too hard and you wanted to leave. So you got to you have to grant her that grace. You can't hate her in this moment. So um, the, the spirit assured me in that moment that everything would be all right and come to find trying to commit suicide it was the catalyst that got her sober because the judge had mercy on her god touched his heart and instead of sending her to prison a treatment facility and she's been clean and sober ever since she's gone on like 20 years i started to see god actively moving pieces around and it wasn't on overnight or anything like that but it, it helped to build my faith because now i saw evidence outside of that voice that told me i was different i saw evidence of god turning a situation completely around um i had more family issues through that period from like 14 to 19 but i eventually went to college and then that's again where i saw god using some things uh, unfortunate circumstances to propel a purpose um, because of my mom's situation after she got out of rehab you know she started working that job but she wasn't making much money uh, but because that I had taken care of my grades and in combination of her low income schooling was covered I went to college for free basically so I'm like wow God like you, you saw this when I was in that room at 12 and and you're constantly moving pieces around to continuously take care of wow God I just want to be used by you so um, at the age of 19 at this point I'm a sophomore in college um, I was asked to come back and speak to some youth of our um Baptist convention it was about maybe 300 youth and I prepared a message and everything my first time service because a part of me was still like you know what am I going to say to these kids and when I got up there the spirit was like leave the paper alone and I'm like what like why would I leave the paper alone like what am I going to say and it just says say what happened when you were 12 so I proceed to tell these kids about me and my dark moment and wanting to die and what God did for my family through my mom. Because um, after my mom got sober, my dad came back into my life, too. So like just having that full circle moment and being transparent and authentic with my my story with them. I saw what God could do with a yes, because after that testimony, they had children pouring forward for salvation coming and asking what to do to be saved coming and wanting to know more about the God that I just told them about that covered me at 12 that covered me at 14 that took care of me you know to up until that that moment and I said God if this is what you can do with my yes at 19 like I, I want to live the rest of my life like this I want to be used by you in whatever capacity that you have for me and so I went back to college and once again it's not like you, you make these decisions and it's an instantaneous you know showing of this and that you got to go back to the field and continue to work what God has put in front of you so I went back to college um, I was part of the Baptist Collegiate Ministry there, and um, it, it was sort of a training ground for us because we were, were college students, but we were showing up every Tuesday, Word of God, and to worship 
like purely just worship and, and learning who he was for us individually. And so after I graduated college, I was like, okay, God, I, I got a job. Like, what do you want me to do? And he said, um, do what's in front of you. So I was going back to my home church and I was approached to um, lead the mind ministry because miming is something that I tapped into, you know, throughout that collegiate process and like right when I got out of high school and it ended up being a ministry. We called it unspoken ministry, unspoken worship. I'm sorry. And it was 12, about 12 teenage girls. And that's where he was like, I need you to mentor them. I need you to open up and, and show them what I've done for you. And they ended up being saved. And I was like, God, I'm not, you know, this perfect vessel. I'm, I, I, I don't like you always kind of like in the back of your head, second guess, but at using perfect people all the time. So that, that moment was another, okay, God, I can see what you can do with the yes. I'll continue to trust you, God. So I was like, okay, my man is okay, but you know, God, I'm, I'm ready for more. What, what else can, what else can I do? And he's saying, um, be who you wanted to show up for the 12 year old you that was ready to take your life. I said, wow. So at that point, I was like, what can I, what can I do with what I have to, to help that 12 year old girl that was ready to take her life? So what happened was, cause at this point, I'm just like a fresh grad, uh, graduate school graduate, you know, I don't have much money, but I have a little extra. So during the summer, we started doing, um, tutoring, uh, tutoring in math or whatever subject they were studying with, uh, providing them like with a fellowship opportunity to share with one another, um, just being there to look out to see if there were any signs and basically teaching them the life skills that some of us don't get taught in high school, you know, like understanding the importance of credit and to apply for scholarships and grants are like, what are your other options if you're not going to college on top of, you know, who God is and the path of salvation and what it means to be saved and things of that nature. So uh, we started Grind Time Saturdays where we would meet um, maybe every two weeks during the summer and, and provide those opportunities. And I was doing that out of pocket for about five or six years uh, to provide food for the kids, to uh, get door prizes because, you know, we're dealing with teenagers. So you got to give them some incentive to show up during the summer. <laughs> so um, I, I, I saw what God was doing with that. Yes. And at some point something happened and I was like, okay, God, is it time to, you know, shut this ministry down and, and move to another one? And he was like, no, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. And I was like, well, God, okay, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, but you got to shake this up a little bit. You got to show me what the next step is. And in the, in the moment where I felt like I was just tired of, of it, because if we're being honest, like you don't always feel like doing ministry your flesh doesn't always want to do you know ministry but you you have to subdue it and you have to show up each and every day so in the midst of one of those moments I get a phone call from my pastor and he's like hey um there's this grant available with the state and they basically want you to do what you've been doing with grind time but they want to couple it with uh backing it with an abstinence curriculum and and they'll actually give us funds so in the midst of that God blessed us to get funded with a $50,000 grant to 
elevate Grind Time to a whole new level. So that's when the name switched from the Grind Time Saturdays to Grind Time Academy. And I was just like, God. And it, it, it makes me emotional because he's like, I didn't just see it at 12. Your enemy saw it at 12. And that's why he wanted to take you out at 12. And he was like, just imagine what else I have planned for you. And I was just in awe of the, the wonderful process of those simple yeses. Like I could never see that full step when I was 12. I couldn't see that full step at 19. I couldn't see that full step at 23. And like now I'm sitting at 30. Wow, you are blowing my mind with what you're doing in my life. And I'm just, and it, it, it just, it makes you sit down. Cause you know, we all are filthy rags. We're not worthy. But he still loves us in spite of all our faults and everything. And so I was like, okay, God, you, you, you've blown my mind with this. Like, what else do you want to do in my life? Because, like, I'll give you a yes. And so he's like, just, just look around and see how else you can share. Because before, my focus was always, okay, the kids, the kids, the kids. So now that grind time is funded and, and you know, we have resources in place. Um, I've been able to hire on teachers opportunity to point to these kids as to what God has done for them and you know help and assist them on their path but um he's like there are different areas in your life you've been developing and he's like it's not now it's time for you to share that so uh last year I think right when the pandemic started I started a Facebook group called uh faith and fitness and it was geared toward it's geared towards because we still have it it's geared towards um showing women how to steward the temple that God gave us and the importance of that because, you know, women die at a higher rate from heart issues and things of that nature, but we're the ones, you know, taking care of everybody else but ourselves. So I wanted to help switch that narrative to change those generational curses by providing education on, you know, healthy eating and, and working out and things of that nature, because in order for us to do the work of the kingdom, we still have to be here. So we have to take care of the full man as well as the spirit man. And, um, that's what he's done so far up to this point and I, I'm just so grateful what he's doing. Um, if I had to provide uh, any takeaways I would say um, just remember that your path for your purpose is unique just as unique as your DNA like your your path for purpose is not going to look like everybody you see or you look up to. It's going to be true to you. It's going to feel like um, like your second skin. It's going to feel very natural. So, like, don't be afraid to lean into your quirks. Like, God wants to use all of that. He wants to use every part of you. And he will use it as long as you're willing to say yes. And you can't be afraid to say yes because you can't see the, the full staircase. You have to say yes and stand on faith on the step that you're at. And, and that's my prayer. And that's my hope for somebody who's listening to this. If they're struggling with, you know, um, tapping into their purpose or not being able to see the full staircase that they just lean into God and trust that where he has them now or what he's shown them to do next is going to um, be useful to the kingdom in ways that we can't imagine because his ways are not our ways. And um, that's that's my hope. Praise God. Yeah, I'm, I'm blessed by what you shared. And one thing that's standing out to me that I'm just looking at, because to me, your your testimony is encouraging me, because what's standing out is the simplicity of you 
following the lore, I guess I can say. Um, because I, what I, because for me, <laughs> what it looks like, if I'm like trying to figure out, okay, Laura, what do you want me to do? It's turmoil happening on the uh-huh. inside, right? And so, but I'm listening to your testimony and it's, I don't see complication in it. And I don't know if there was, but maybe you can share a little bit more in that for you. Like, what does that look like on the inside of you when you were trying to, okay, Lord, what, what should I do next? What's the next step? Or what do you want me to do in your kingdom? What is my purpose? Like, what does that look like? Is it, is it really simple for you? You just go forward and then you trust the Lord or is there like, is there something more to it that hasn't been shared yet? Okay. It's, it's something more to it. I will say it gets easy. But I will say it's not done without like anxiety it's not done without the presence of fear. Like sometimes I'm like deathly afraid and I'm like really self-critical. It, it's hard, but the thing that gets me to keep doing it is before of what I've seen him do in other people. And I don't want to stand in the way of that because I know if I, if I'm fully believe that I have to fully trust that, you're going to carry it out and I can't get in your way. So I'll, I'll just go ahead and submit humbly to you and say, God, do what you have to do. Cause even for this call, I was nervous. Like I was like, God, I don't want to mess this up. This assignment is heavy, but I understand that the purpose is greater than me. And you're going to do what you have to do to whatever listener needs to hear this mess. It's, it's like an exercise. You have to flex that muscle, no matter how small the yes is. Yeah. That's good. And what was it like? Because uh, it, it seemed like you're at a crossroads, whether or not you should shut down, you know, your uh, ministry. Um, but then the Lord told you to continue. And then here comes this grant. Right. What was that that process like of like um, you inquiring with the Lord what you should do, whether you should continue or not. And then from the moment of you saying, okay, you know what, I'm going to continue. Was it just like, you know, I'm, I'm getting up every day and here we are, or I don't know what's going to make of this. Or was there, was there something else there that you can add? Um, it, it, it was kind of like a flip-flop. Like some days you're like, all right, Lord, I didn't show up. Or and then some days you're, you have that mindset that, you know, that's uh, biblically sound and correct. But like, God, if you only send one, I'm going to show up. But um, a part of it, it was just, you know, me wanting to not give up, even if it was just one, like that one was that 12 year old girl that needed me. So I wanted to show up, you know, regardless. And and sometimes, you know, you don't show up with the best personality, but the spirit changes that when you show up for that one. And then you hear uh, testimonies from the kids about how much they appreciate it or whatever. Those type of things keep you going because God will send winks along the way. And like I've experienced a series of them recently where I'm just like, okay, God, I see you where he does something or he lets somebody come into your life. And it, it, it serves as a reminder that his hand is still on you. And and that those type of things like keep you going in those moments. Mm, do you do, do you mind sharing one? I don't know. One is kind of top um, of mind for you. Yeah, I can see. Um, I had a few in the last couple of weeks where it was um, one one as simple as this. Um, one time I was standing in line at the grocery store and this lady just up and paid for my groceries. Um, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, like, 
like I didn't have many groceries or whatever. It's not like I had an issue with my card and she stepped in. Like I was just standing there and she paid for my groceries. Um, another instance is um, I was able to uh, do uh, a panel and uh, I did my part on the panel. We had to answer like 10 questions or whatever. But uh, one of the, the students that was at the time that I spoke with the, uh, the testimony at 19, at the end of the ceremony, she, she poured out in front of everybody how much she appreciated what God did through me in that moment. And it was like, wow, like, cause now she's a full blown minister. She has her own family and children, but to, to actually see that, that seed sprout, it's like, okay, God, like, okay. You know, it, it wow. I love that. Yeah. That's encouraging, you know, because it's like, What's standing out to me in your testimony that's encouraging me is like showing up for that one person, you know, <laughs> like, yep. you know, and, and not quitting in the process because it's easy to quit when things are not going, going right. But um, the fact that the Lord strengthened you to keep going, um, even for just the one is definitely a testimony of, and then the Lord coming out on the end, like, okay, look, I've always been there. Here's his blessing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right like I, sometimes I just sit there and cry I'm just like God you you just blow my mind blow my mind because we all go through seasons where you feel like okay you know I've been doing this faithful thing for a while but you know God you seem quiet it doesn't seem as you know instantaneously rewarding you don't know if you you messed up and turned right when you were supposed to go left but um it's in those moments of silence where I guess you kind of have to reassure yourself that the stance that you took at the beginning is to stand even when you can't trace his hand and trust that he's going to show up. Mm. Have you had a moment where it's like, Ooh, I think I turned left Lord, but you wanted me to go right. And now I think I'm all like on the wrong path here. Have you had like a moment of, of that and maybe the Lord redirecting you or anything like that? Yes, I would say when I came back from grad school and I was living like 30 minutes from my home church, um, I thought that I was supposed to join a church here, but I never got the full confirmation that that was okay. But I never got the word to to leave that church and go back to my church. It was like a weird space. It was like, okay, don't join me here and then but you see a need at the home church. I'm like, Lord, what you, what you want me to do? But it was, it was like training ground. He was like, I need you to see what can be done here so you can take it back. But it wasn't like a month. Like I was doing that for, I was like in between churches for like two years. But the things that I was able to learn on, on that, on that different space, I was, I'm able to come back and say, okay, y'all, we can, we can do this for ministry. We can do this with millennials. We could do this with the youth and things of that nature. And to me, I, I, I had peace with it because I'm like, it's all the kingdom of God. Mm. It's all the kingdom of God. It's two separate locations, but it's still the kingdom of God. And um, I, I think those people, every time I see them for like pouring into me and loving on me for that time that I was there and not making me feel like an outsider or like the, the religious rules say that you have to do it this way or that way and allowing God to do what he needed to do with me for that period of time in my life. Praise God. Yeah. I'm truly strengthened and encouraged by your testimony, Heather, because to me, it's, 
um, it's like it's showing like the path that God puts us on is not always like a straight path. Go this way and here you are. Right. Sometimes it's like windy roads and you don't know what the heck is coming around the corner. <laughs> right. And like sometimes it's like, okay, mine doesn't look like everybody else. Like, so did I do something wrong? Or, you know, like, yeah, stuff doesn't look like everybody else's. Am I getting this wrong, or am is it too radical? <laughs> like, right. <laughs> yeah, but praise God, He's showing you and He's showing us that He's with us every step of the way. And there's things we're picking up along the path that we don't know we're going to need for the future, but yet He does. So we have right. to trust Him in it. Right. Well, praise God. To, I say you have to be like a sponge, like every, every environment he puts you in to, to see what he needs you to soak up. It might not be for you to pour it out in that particular space, but soak up and get that so he can use it along the way. So um, it's something that I try to be mindful of no matter like what room I'm in. If I'm at a football game or something and I'll start talking to somebody like just to, to listen and, and gather and, and pour when he says pour. Oh, I like that. That's a good note. That's a good, yeah, that's good. Be there to learn, take with you something. And then the Lord is going to have you use it as you go forward with your journey. So praise yes. God. Praise him. Praise God. Thank you so much, Heather, for sharing your testimony today. It's truly, truly appreciated to have you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for being obedient to provide this platform. And like I say, I pray everyone's blessed in some shape, form or fashion. And like I just said, it might not, you know, be for today. It might be for the journey later on. So praise God. I pray that you are blessed by Heather's testimony today. You may also connect with us and just let us know how this testimony has blessed you. You can share with us on Instagram at my testimony podcast or join us on our website, mytestimonypodcast.com. And we would love to hear from you and just fellowship with you about all the wonderful works that the Lord has done in your life and the lives of others as well. So until next time, everyone, I pray that you are blessed and that most of all, you continue to share your testimonies. Amen. Thank you.